What's up, everybody? Welcome to the very first episode of Gamer Goys, a gaming podcast. I'm your host, Marcos Riggs, alongside the Lucini Weenie himself. Hey. Hey. Tippy Linny, a.k.a. Luke Perret. Luke, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm feeling, to be honest, I'm feeling bro, great to be here. I added some milk into my eggs this morning. And, damn, <laughs> I cannot consume milk. I'm glad we're doing this. I'm glad quarantine keeps us separated right now. <laughs> I'm not trying to talk right. about. I'm not trying to talk about this PlayStation Five review and be like, oh. What's so that before, so, be- <laughs> so before we start geeking out about PlayStation, let me tell you a bit about Gamer Goys. The okay. concept is simple. All right, the podcast is dedicated to discussions regarding the latest and greatest in the video game industry by sharing different perspectives interesting analysis and steamy hot takes on everything under the gaming umbrella with all that said let's get into the topic of discussion today you know i love me some steamy hot takes (laughs) ps5 reveal event baby luke how did you feel about the conference overall the conference overall i didn't actually think was amazing like i wasn't impressed by the whole thing i wasn't actually impressed by the whole thing we're going to get into the nitty gritty. So let's get it. So should we start from just like how it like begins? Uh, we could go game by game or tell me what you didn't like first. Um, I think in ways I where... I was splurging every single, every single announcement. I was splurging. Oh Here, I sent, I, sent, I sent the link too. So you can like kind of watch at the same time as me. Um, oh, I you're watching we're... it right now? I mean, I have it just to like reference if I want to be like specific and you know timestamp anything. Yeah, I just watched it like an hour before, so <laughs> I'm up to speed. I mean, in like, not to be like nitpicky, but in like the first three minutes, they sh- like one of the games they show is like GTA Five. Bro, like, they that's teased. Like, they teased with that Rockstar logo. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like a game. Is, I thought it was bad to be GTA Six. A game came out 2013. That's almost. Seven years ago, you know the like you know, about the problem, seven years ago. The problem I don't have with that is that they got it out of the way. They were like, "All right, here's this game. Here's the best selling game ever. It's coming to PS5. Let's get it out of the way." And then they moved on. You know, mm-hmm. it was a bad place to start, but then the rest was just ugh, hit after hit. Not really, but like you know what I mean. Yeah, I think you can be. I'm like also just kind of nitpicky. And then, like, obviously have, like, favorites in terms of, like, you know, of the big three, like, you know, console wars. Like, which one's my favorite? I think you obviously know. Mm-hmm. But I did also, growing up, growing up, I did play, I grew up playing PlayStation. So I did have a lot of soft spots here for, yeah. like, certain games. And I'm not sure how you want to order this. Like, if you want to go chronologically or just kind of, like, start with, like, the best Let's games. Let's go chronologically. Because so, you started with GTA Five. Uh, I think the clip after GTA Five was a little bit of like Sekiro. Then you see Last of Us because I think it's backwards. Oh, PlayStation Five yeah. is backwards compatible, right? So you're seeing like all these games on all the old games that on like PS5. highlight reel. Yeah, that was really cool. Actually, yeah. I did like that. Yeah, and then on, on also too, it would have been it would have been a little sexy if they could show us some you know some Final Fantasy Seven Remake Part Two. That's just because I'm playing it right now. (laughs) Bro, you're not going to get that for a while, in my opinion. You're about to get that PS6. I know. And you know what? I'm I'm okay with it because, like, as a Zelda fan, when Breath of the Wild get announced 20, like, 
2014 and it released. Oh, yeah, you had to wait for a while. Yeah. So I'll, I can be ready. But and then going to Final Fantasy, I don't know. We don't we we don't know about 16. Yeah, that's so. I want them to focus true. on Seven Remake though. Yes. Did you play before, it before they? No, I haven't. I need to, bro. It is so good. I want I want to jump into the original before I go into the remake, just to appreciate it more. You know. That's true, but I also think like I know that the storyline is different. Like I haven't played yeah. the original, but I've like yeah. I've seen the storyline. I know what happens, so it almost feels kind of different. But anyway, I'm not gonna enough of the digression. I'm gonna yeah, get back yeah, to facts. PS5, the future of gaming show. Facts. Spider Spider Man Miles Morales. Miles when I, Morales. When I saw that, <laughs> that was crazy, bro. That was crazy. This trend with gaming, how most of the trailers are cinematic i really don't like but it's just hype you know like this miles morales oh my god especially what's going on now Mm -hmm. they're having a black character as the face of spider-man for ps5 stop playing bro and it's like it feels like long overdue because yeah i think miles morales first appearance in ultimate spider-man was like Ultimate Fallout number four, August two thousand eleven. Mm. Almost almost ten years. Miles Morales has been around as Spider Man. And, like, and if you played, and if you played the PS four title, you would know that Miles had a crucial role in that game. Oh yeah, super crucial. And they, you have a you have a side quest as him, like the little stealth quest. Yeah, they hinted at you. Even played as him for a little bit, which I didn't like that gameplay. You were just sneaking around, but <laughs> in this one, it it seems like. It seems like he's he's taking less of a backseat role and more as a yeah. primary character. And they're saying it's going to be something along the lines of like the Uncharted Lost Legacy. Yeah, where it was, this uh, is, yeah. Like so a, the news came out as a it's like a standalone game, but it's not fully fledged. But it's not like DLC, yeah. so it's in the mix. And I'm I'm not cool with that, you know. I get, I think it's good because at least where. The original Spider Spider Man PS4 game left off. It still felt like it was Peter Parker's story. Yeah, you know? but it's it was cool. Like, like how I always thought of it was, it would be like the two like two Spider Man games with Peter Parker, and then like two or three like two Peter with something happened like leave or like die or something. Then the third one would be Miles Morales. But this is actually like a lot cooler to have like you know concurrent. Now I don't see why they couldn't have a Spider Verse sort of gaming cinematic or gaming universe anyway. Yeah, for sure. And uh, it so says holiday twenty twenty. Yeah, that that blew my mind. They were working that's, in the quarantine overtime. That's kind, that's kind of questionable to me. You think so? Like I don't. I'm, I I think it might get delayed. I hope not. I I hope it's a PS five launch title, but I don't know. This is too quick. I don't think they would have put such a big, big game out yeah, there. Yeah, it was like the it. first announcement. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't think they would. They would do that and just. And not stick to the release date. Like, they but would have to. As, they, they'd probably push it out or any crunch or something. Yeah. As the news said, like, it's a standalone game, but it's not really fully fledged. So, so I might believe it, you know? I hope. And I'm, and I'm assuming it will be operating in the same engine as the first Spider-Man game. So yeah, they don't yeah. Have, they don't have to recreate the world or no. the characters. They're not starting from scratch. They're sort of... They That's get to work point. off work off a uh, already established world. So yeah, I, mean, the I don't know of the 2018 game. Yeah, and you know I don't know much about game design, but it seems like that would already be like a few steps forward. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a really good point. Something that you brought up that's interesting. You said you don't like how the all the trailers for games are cinematic, like very cinematic. Yeah. That's like something I agree with for the most part. Like I'm a big Spider-Man fan, so like that I could look past that. And yeah, like some sure. of it, some of it's just kind of like gameplay and like the nice style because the, even the Spider-Man PS4 gameplay was very like already cinematic. But yeah. I could look, I, you know, I could look past that because I'm biased. But generally, I agree with you. I hate this like cinematic sort of thing because then it gets me to sort of what are like my bigger gripes with the PS5 in general. Mm. It's like I guess it's a reveal, so they're not they're not showing everything, but it's like everything just felt like a newer graphic. It's like how are they changing? Like it didn't feel like. What are the improvements yeah. that PS5 are going to... Yeah, I feel you. Yeah, it just felt like a graph. It felt like a better PS4 rather than something entirely new. We didn't really see any innovation. And, like, yeah. even the even the design itself, which you, like, see towards the end, isn't, I wouldn't even say is, like, super innovative. It's, like, bigger, bulkier than We can get into that now if you want. It's up to you. It's so up to you. So how, how do you feel about the box? <sighs> I don't like it. I don't like it. Explain, bro. Explain, because I loved it. I mean, I, I'm I'm gonna admit I am a Sony fanboy. I Nintendo is in my heart first and foremost, but I've switched to a Sony pony. Yeah, but go on. It's funny. I think I used to be the opposite, but um, I don't know. It's just like it looks like something that would be in like some new york city apartment as like a weird like art piece install like a weird art installation i totally agree with that but like that's why i love it because sony doesn't give a fuck about who likes it or not they're just gonna go for like the futuristic style but is futuristic style like practical is it supposed to like be better or is it just supposed to look cool because i feel like it's just the aesthetic just the aesthetic because my problem with this is like you can't move it around. You can't really set it up well in like certain places. Like if you wanted to, not saying there needs to be something like a portable PS Five, but like something no, that true. something that helps. And I guess everything's online. But I'm thinking like if you're LAN or like you're trying to have different, you know, you maybe you move your PlayStation from a different room or something. Yeah, it's gonna be difficult to haul around. Yeah, it's it's pretty bulky. But again, again, it's like on the defense of the PlayStation Five. How often are you gonna be moving it around? Yeah, that is true. But it's so, just something uh, that stuck out to me, at least. A problem that I have with the PS4, a big problem, actually, is whenever I play the game, or any game, as a matter of fact, it sounds like a fucking jet engine taking off. Yes. It's so... Yes. It's It bothers me whenever I play a game. I'm like, damn, I need to put on headphones, because it distracts me. I'm like, is this shit better blow up? Like, it makes the same sound that I do. When I go for a run and I hate running, it's just like, <laughs> like all this awful noise. No, for real though. And I have the PS4 Slim and I don't know if that's a difference and all, but the PS5 design, it seems like they built in fans at the top and throughout like the side, which will help with that problem. I hope so. I yeah, hope so. Because the PlayStation, you could really, you could PlayStation 4, you could really only have it sitting one way for it to be. Like opt so it wouldn't overheat like optimally, and even then still it was like wheezing nonstop like yeah like it had asthma or something. Mm-hmm. You look at you look at this design. If you want, I can link you to a picture. You're probably looking at one. If you look at this design, it's it's like it's it's stuck in this upright standing position more like it more is. or less it seems. 
So and if so, then if you get it day one, or like even like whenever you get it, if if you just start hearing like the fans going off, like it's wheezing already, then it's like you can't even lay it on its side. Like it's not, it just won't work. It's stuck like that. So it 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 better work, or if it doesn't, it's like what are you gonna do? I know, right? It they they announced the PS Five with the disc like a regular console, but <laughs> yeah. then. They announce a digital edition alongside it without the hard drive. Not the hard drive, without the discs. I don't know. The disc drive, I think. Drive. Yeah. I think it's a disc drive. Yeah. Yeah. It looks good without the disc drive. But I also It does. I still like the I still like physical games. I think a little yeah, bit more still has the edge for me. I, I like the ease of access for digital games. Like I don't need to get up and like get in a disc, but I, I don't know. Like if the PS5 is backwards compatible, like I don't, we don't know if we could put in our PS4 discs into a PS5, but if we can, I'm getting the, I'm getting the disc one. That's true. But with the digital edition, they're definitely gonna have a, a difference in price. Like they're definitely gonna be cheaper for the digital edition. But then, how much more would you have to pay for like a upgraded storage? See, the storage is also a thing that I'm really conscious about, and I'm really like. I don't know. I'm scared because these games that are coming out, like yeah, PS5, Xbox uh, Series X, they're about to be like 100 gigs each for like AAA games. Like indie yeah. games, yeah, they're still going to be smaller. And Nintendo's really good at that. They really, they're really yes. good at compressing like their they big games into like these. six, five gigs. Oh. oh my God. But these new games are going to require more hard drive space and... If they don't give us at least a terabyte in the PS5, that's, that's going to be a major. That's going to be a major, at least a terabyte. I don't even feel like I have so many games on my PlayStation Four, but I'm already feeling like I have to decide that I'm going to play this game for like a month because then I have to delete all my other games and then I have to wait a day for it to download. Everybody and has to do that, bro. It's it sucks. It's, yeah, it's it's really bad. And I think that was sort of my biggest problem with the review overall was that's what I mean by like lack of innovation. They're not showing like they're showing us how cool it looks, but they're not showing us how it's better. They put up they put up some blog posts with uh with Wired, like the publication Wired, mm-hmm. which is like a tech company, and they've they've brought out their specs and like they've they've ranted about their high speed SSD, which will which will definitely improve and expand a lot of the capabilities for developers and i'm really mm-hmm. excited to see what they have to do but i'm not a game developer you know i want them to yeah. tell a tell the consumer like why do you need a ps5 and they showed that with the games but there's still a lot more that they need to show they need to tell us price they need to tell us the like you said the hard drive like the amount of space mm-hmm. i don't know you're <laughs> That's you're right like... but what do you think about the price like what are we thinking I'm I'm not even thinking about it because this is not even something that will be near me in probably the next like oh, two yeah, years. Yeah, yeah. Price wise, I'm not gonna be even thinking about getting this and for a long time. We're I think it's gonna kids. be yeah. We're broke as fuck. <laughs> and so exactly, PS Five is bad to be. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Especially her. with this lockdown and how people have lost jobs, I hope mm-hmm. that they go low. I hope that they go like four hundred. You think they? I would. I would think that the one with the disc drive would be cheaper. No, because they're t- they're, they're cutting out technology when they put in the digital edition. You know what I mean? They don't they're have cutting, to put as much. They're cutting out. 
they're cutting out physical technology, but they're probably adding like, like st- I don't you think have they to are bigger storage or something. I don't know. Because I feel like the disc, the disc. It makes technology, sense. You're making the, sense though. The disc technology has been around for so long. How expensive can it be? CDs yeah. have been around for like forever. It feels like. Think about this though. When if they cut on the digital edition price, right? Mm-hmm. They're they're restricting the consumer to get physical games, right? But they're requiring them to go to their storefront. And Sony doesn't have to like give a percentage to the retailer or something. They mm. get all hundred percent of that profit. You know what I mean? That's true. So they so they might be losing some of the hardware sales, but they're getting it back with software. Hmm. And that's probably what's going to end up being more important. Yeah, and especially now, I just I just have this feeling like you know GameStop's going to be out of business soon. Like yeah. there's no there's no other retailers except like Walmart, a- Amazon, like, the, like Target. The, yeah, the big tech companies were like games like a side thing rather than the Yeah, exactly. Focus. They're not really the forefront of the business. So I feel like physical games are gonna take a step back and they already have been and digital games are gonna be at the forefront. It really feels that way with how the PlayStation five looks. And we saw the remote at the end of the reveal. It's Sony is doing what they do best they're not they're not a they're not a game they're not a game system it's like you know gamers it's more than that it's an entertainment system that's why it probably looks so like kind of like over the top ornate like this is supposed to be next to your thin screen tv in like a very modern looking house where you can not just play a game but then you switch to some like high definition movie yeah and speaking of that they mentioned 4k ultra hd blu-ray or whatever yep with i don't even understand what that means but yes that's yeah. like exactly yeah, me either <laughs> <laughs> so what's your favorite part of the playstation 5 like physically just physically i, I really like the controller oh <gasps> that's my favorite thing why too. you don't that's my favorite i know i love oh, it okay okay i love the controller and the thing about I loved about the the console itself was like the they have this nice marketing of like the white emphasis and then the black and blue hints mm-hmm. of detail. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they they have that with their headset, they have that with their camera that they announced, they have that with their remote. I mean the remote's white, but like most of the accessories weren't like that, but the console and the controller itself they yeah. really look nice together. And the the controller looks, it looks bulkier than the PS4 controller, which I'm kind of nice about. Way. It looks to me it looks bulky and nice. It looks like it'll be a heavier, like it'll have a nice weight to it. I, I no, I really agree with that because the PS4 controller is really flimsy and like I yeah. feel like I could break it. But like mm-hmm. I love that ergonomic feel. Yeah, I don't know. I just love that controller so much, and I didn't want them to like move away from it but like i really like this design and i really want to have it in my hands yeah it's like, like you i want, want to I, feel it you want something a little bit chunky where it's bigger that your hands will fit in more instead of you don't want your hands to be overlapping each other on the back of a controller nah, that makes sense yeah still to this day gamecube controller is like one of the most popular oh. controllers because of how well how well it fits in your hand my favorite one of my favorite <laughs> but uh going back to that controller there the what is it called there's like different technology in it mm-hmm. that's like the haptic feedback 
the motion sensors. There's like a built-in mic, so you don't need a oh. headphone jack. But they give you the headphone jack anyway as an option. I don't know. It just seems like a really cool controller with a lot of new technology. Like you were saying, how PS5 is going to innovate. I feel like the controller might be one of those like pillars that that's how they innovate. That's true. I've actually always been a fan of PlayStation controllers. Yeah. Even even the even like the, the I had the PS3. I even preferred it over the Xbox 360 at the time. I just no way. Yeah. I just I've always preferred the feel of the PlayStation controllers to me. You're bugging. <laughs> I hate the PS3 uh, dual sticks. I hate those sticks. What? Like the convex. I have I one know. right over there. I'm looking at it. My gold <laughs> one from like 2013. So I good. Mean, they have a place in my heart, but 360 killed it. <sighs> well, here's the thing. I've always played shooters where I use the bumpers as the as the the trigger oh, and aim okay, down sights okay. instead of uh the the trigger Nah, that makes sense when you're when you're putting it like that because the xbox 360 bumpers were kind of shitty yeah and the triggers are huge yeah they and are like, <laughs> and at least for how i play it's like i don't need all that space to throw a grenade into a group of zombies you know yeah yeah all so right. what are you thinking about i mean yeah it's, i asked about the price but like yeah to be honest we're not gonna buy it anytime soon like <laughs> It's it's out of our wheelhouse right now. I think the price has to be <sighs> like going back to what I said before, like the lockdown and how it, like this is this is like a Great Depression type of shit. Like mm-hmm. many people lost jobs. Yeah, like I think I don't know I how they're gonna. To I don't know how they're people. yeah. I don't know how they're gonna be able to afford a PS Five when they're like struggling to get a meal on the table. I don't think that's I feel like stop this is going to be a I think a, I think it's going to be a 699 base base price point. Shit. I I generally think just from from looking at it, yep. There's a lot of there's a lot of tech and but there's been a there's been not rumors but like I wouldn't say leaks but articles that were saying like the like it was $450 to like make the hardware. So I'm saying if they take a loss on it and go 400, then they're going to take a loss on every console. They're going to have a wide player base. But if they go 500 or maybe 600, they're going to gain a ton of value on every single sale, but mm-hmm. they're not going to have as much as a player base. You know what I mean? Yeah. I I I think 599 or 699 in that in that price range though. Because there, it seems it seems like Sony PlayStation really wants to compete with PC gaming in terms of like graphical input and like just how pretty the games look. It seems Bro, like if they go that much. There's it's gonna be it's gonna blow in their it's gonna blow up in their face. <sighs> it's gonna blow up that's in their face, way but too people, much. People are still gonna buy it. That's the thing. I don't think as much people would buy that. That's fucking crazy. Six hundred, seven hundred. <laughs> Bro, I it looks like it, it looks like they would charge that much to me. If they if they do that, I'm never gonna buy a PS5 unless it goes on sale because <laughs> that's fucking insane. I I made this joke when the PS5 was revealed that I was about to sell my kidney and visit the sperm bank. You're gonna have to sell like five now. Yeah, exactly. So uh, enough about price about, point. Yeah, when we talk, about, talk about games, the games, yes. What you, stood you, out for you? <sighs> Okay. There's a ton I, in here. 
I now I have to find besides besides Spider Man, because like, you know I already like I don't even talk about Spider Man forever, but uh Yeah, for sure. What's this Actually have- actually going back to Spider Man, there was this I mean, my bad for going back, but like there was this little gameplay section. Not gameplay, but like cinematics. But uh yeah. he was invisible for a second. Just wailing on dudes. Like I wanna yeah. see the I wanna see the new like mechanics and how he the differential sure. between him and Peter, you know? Yeah, I'm not sure if you read the comics because Miles actually has has a little more cooler things than Peter. He has Explain uh, that to me. Because his suit he, was lit. Yeah, he can be his suit's cool for starters. Like yeah. classic. So good. Second, he can he can become invisible. Like uh, it, and you saw that in gameplay. Yeah. Not gameplay, but like the trailer. It looked fire. And he and has I can't, thing. I can't wait to see that in game. I don't think we saw it. No, we did. We saw a little section. Oh, no, not that. The number three that I'm going to talk about. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure if we saw it, but he has a Venom Blast, which is kind of like... Remember the Ground Pound from the Spider-Man game? But it's like it has like this cool like purplishness to it. And it's really cool in the comics. And maybe that's what it was like in the beginning of the trailer, like him doing like a big-ass Venom Blast or something. I'm not really sure. But... Oh, yeah, that's oh, a- <laughs> I'm hyped. I'm hyped. But moving, moving from Spider Man, what else stood out for you? I think that my favorite game that I saw from everything here okay. was Ken was Kenna Bridge of Spirits, bro. Ember Labs. Yeah. So and- they're a small team known for film and animation, and uh-huh. they actually they actually made a a fan film based on George Mask. I, I, I knew I knew you were gonna say. Yep, I knew you were gonna say. Called- it's- called terrible fate and i knew that you were gonna love that and i was like bro this game looks like pixar moving to like video game development it's like this looks fucking beautiful for their first game like how the fuck did they manage to do this well i mean if you've if you've seen just their animation skills alone from the majora's mask terrible fate it looks beautiful yes and that's and that's kind of kind of like what I want more from games and why, like, I think Nintendo still has, like, some amazing games. Like, not everything has to be photorealistic. There can be, like, no. you know, it's, not, it's nice to have different art styles instead of, of everything kind of looking the same. Because then you of have, course. you inversely then have, like, Horizon Zero Dawn, right? Which looks really cool, but it also kind of looks like Last of Us. Like, there's, like, the, the, the people look the same. Yeah, like, it's like real life shit, but, like, yeah, mixed with robot dinosaurs. Yeah, and it's like that's a cool concept. Yeah. And it's like they could have done, I think, a st- an uh, a stylized art style. But like gone... going back to going back to one of our favorite games ever, Breath of the Wild. It's such like a. <laughs> it's such like a. It's such like a cartoony slash, cel shaded like Ghibli inspired just masterpiece. It, you know. But it but it works so well. It fits like not everything oh my has God, to be. Bro. Because when everything is super realistic, it's kind of hard to like believe. And when you have like the sort of in between, which what I think Kenna, the Kenna game does really well, like this in between style, mm. it's easier to suspend your suspend your belief. Yeah, and the mechanics and like the gameplay that they showed was really dope. It looks like a mix between like Nino Kuni with some like Pikmin elements with those little yeah. uh, like black those little black people. furries. Yeah, little like puffle things. Yeah, that was really cool. 
um that's like yeah, that that game was a standout for me too that game was and, awesome and the ending when she does like the scream thing and like there's like a radius thing and then that like, was dope it becomes like all grass and like full of nature awesome yeah. Canterbury spirits is like my number one looking forward to game yeah that was one of my highlights as well that was that was really cool one one that stood out for me in particular that was really dope a game called returnal do you have a timestamp for it on the i don't actually it's like one two three four five it was like the sixth game that was announced i'm i'm pretty sure maybe like 20 minutes into the game but uh or the conference so it's a housemark game which are the developers of really like kinetic really beautiful arcade top-down shooters on the ps3 and ps4 mm-hmm. they make really great arcadey games but they posted this blog post i think last year saying that arcade is dead and that Oof. they're not really getting the profits of like what they put into these games so they're they were making a battle royale game at the time and another game but they mm-hmm. decided to take all their development into this new game called returnal and it looks and it's they're like adapting to the marketplace like it looks like a big budget triple a game it does i'm, I'm looking a, at the trailer now and the announcement yeah, trailer. like the girl with two different eye colors like it just looks like a really cool premise and mm-hmm. they they're still sticking with that arcadey action like bullet hell shooter but like it's third person it's like bigger scale there's really cool enemies i don't know it just looks really intriguing I like the art style, definitely. Like, it's realistic. Yeah, but the, for sure. Like, the enemies and, like, alien shit just looks so yeah, cool. It's nice how the colors... I like the use of all these bright, different colors. Like, the neon greens and the purples and stuff. Rather than having, and like, a lot, of, with... a lot of games tend to stick to, like, a muted palette, you know? No, for sure. Like, the sky's red in some parts and shit. I don't know. It's just a lot of bright colors, as you were saying. But the thing with Housemark is that they focus really, really heavily on gameplay. And mm. it seems like it shines through with Returnal too. And I'm excited to see what they add and like because it's 3D now. It's like a 3D for uh third person shooter now. Oh. Instead of a top down. You know what I mean? That's so I'm, gonna be I'm, nice. I'm excited to see like the difference in gameplay and what they do there. But okay. yeah, moving on from Returnal. Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, baby. Stop fucking playing. You know what I was looking forward to? Huh? My hot take. My hot take was, you know, we haven't done any steamy hot takes yet. But yeah, right, right. Steamy, oh yeah, yes, you have. You you didn't like the conference. I mean, you did, but you didn't. I said it. You know, it wasn't amazing. That's not a steamy hot take. I'll you die. Had a steamy I'll... hot take on the hardware. That's that's not steamy. That's steamy. That's it's steamy. steamy. This is what I thought. They were, the first game they were gonna reveal, I thought was gonna be Crash Bandicoot Odyssey. That's what I thought they were gonna reveal. Bro, <laughs> <laughs> see, Luke has this love for Crash that I understand, but I haven't played the game to. myself, <laughs> so I can't, I can't hop on that hype train and say like, "Yep, better be Give a me. new Crash." Because I, I, because the Crash Insane trilogy and Crash uh nitro fueled racing they both mm-hmm. sell amazing so i feel like your your new crash game is about to happen but i don't feel like it's about to happen sooner than they later you know what i mean that's that's all i wanted was a crash Bandicoot game like mario odyssey i just think i, I feel like you're dreaming be, bro 
that'd be fire. That's that's <laughs> that's where that's where platformers gotta go. Dude, Mario Odyssey. I don't even want to get into that, but I love <laughs> that game so much, bro. Like it's um, one of my favorite games, just from a platformer standpoint. Like it, the traversal, the worlds, just Mario uh firing on all cylinders really it is and i awful. and i hope that i hope that crash gets to that point for real it will it will i'm i'm willing to bet my my kidneys on it <laughs> but going back to ratchet and clank rift apart it was a, it was a nice showcase of what ps5's capabilities were mm-hmm. like you said like what's ps5's difference differential between ps4 i feel like the ps4 would blow up if i was playing ratchet and clank rift apart I feel like the PS4 would blow up if I'm playing Little Big Planet three on the <laughs> PS4. This game looks this game looks so good, and this is like this is where Sony delivers on what I'm talking about. Like this is what I want by more stylized art styles. Oh, dude, Ratchet and Clank's 2016 title, I loved. Yeah, and it's, it it's, looked beautiful, but this just looks on a different level. Like the ray tracing and the shadows and the lighting. Like, oh my god. Jumping, jumping through dimension to dimension, it like really showcased what the high speed SSD, what they were talking about, is capable yeah. of. You know, uh, there was a new character that they shown that like that gray girl, that gray furry girl. I don't really know what she's about, but I'm I'm excited to know. Maybe like a different dimensional thing. I mean, yeah, at exactly. least that's what it look. That's what it looks like. I don't know. Yeah, when Clank and Ratchet split apart, and I feel like she's about to be another playable character. Oh, that'd be cool. That would yeah. be, but then it's like they look they look similar, right? So it's like, how do you how do you expect them to play different? That's what you hope for, you know? Yeah, exactly. I hope that she's not just uh, another like, n- like just another like skin. Yeah, but uh, looking looking at the gameplay, they had some really cool uh mechanics, some new mechanics in the Ratchet series where you like shoot this thing where you like just transport immediately to like a like a distant location i don't really know how to explain it but it was just really fast and really like next gen type looking you know what is that uh i feel like they made a movie about that like a long time ago called like jumper or something oh, but it looks does it like look the movie, like that yeah a little bit and the movie's kind of silly but this game like it looks it looks like it fixed the game good the thing about Ratchet and Clank is that they, it doesn't take itself seriously. Yeah, like and that's... weapons, like make the enemies like disco dance and shit. Like I don't uh-huh. know, like it's not a serious game. It's just like a fun like three D platformer action game. I don't know, but it, I also love different. that that little boss fight clip. That looks of sick. what on when they when he transports the world, he has the propellers come down. He's on like the pirate ship with like these cracking looking things, right? Pirate you know, right? Really, really impressed me. I was like, is this gameplay right now? Yeah, if that's gameplay and not like it a cutscene. That's why I was like splurging. <laughs> Holy. And there was some upgrade upgraded traversal with a uh, clank. It looked mm-hmm. like he could, it looked like Ratchet could like strafe from left to right and back, which really which really I had a complaint of with the the 2016 title. It was because he was just running around jumping, but like I didn't feel like I had like mobility with him. And yeah. with, with this title, I felt like, damn, this is about to be lit. Like with Clank's like upgraded jetpack stuff, like I'm about to be flying everywhere just shooting fuckers. Oh, it looks so good. Yeah. 
So that was that was another one that really like I, I didn't expect them to announce another ratchet game, but now that they have, like <laughs> I want it. I want it in my hands. I I've never played like you know, I've never like played like the series like as like you know being invested in the oh, whole thing. Me, me either. The only it, the only looks, ratchet game that I played was twenty sixteen. But this looks so good. Yeah. And the riffs and like the way like you see like what's what makes good about when you have like open worldish or big worlds is when it doesn't feel empty like you can have like a bunch of people a bunch of npcs right but if they all say mm-hmm. the same thing or like they're not really full of life like it's all about the content boring. In that yeah. world. and like it's nice when you see like the game opens up a rift opens and you see some guy like clawing trying to escape and like some tentacle grabs him. like that doesn't have to happen but it just makes the game more immersive in the like just by having that in the background exactly yep and ratchet and clank does a lot of that world building and stuff like it's definitely like full of alleyways just shooting fucks but like i don't know i feel like they're about to like with this rift apart idea i feel like they could expand on that in a really cool way that like you said but uh enough of ratchet what's another game that stood out for you oh i'm a this this game gets my luke's chef's kiss award Mm-hmm. Sack Boys, Sack Boys. I think it's Sack Boys Big Adventure. Bro, me too. Explain, Ooh. explain why you liked it. Let me tell you, I'm a big fan, big fan of Little mm-hmm. Big, of Little Big Planet Three. See, when I've never, I've never dived into the Little Big Planet series, but I've always wanted a game that's like a 3D platformer, and Sack Boy looks like it's about to be one. All, uh. The old Little Big Planets were usually um, sort of like two D platformers, mm-hmm. and think of like a very Mario Maker esque. Yeah, with an emphasis on like content creation, right? Yeah, because there's they they had it they had it always even in Little Big Planet three before where you can make worlds online and people could play and you get gone. I mean, content. the developers who made those games went on to make Dreams, which I don't yes. know if you know that game, but yeah, yes. it's like it's basically a game developing like uh technology like a software that you could just make a game ah, out of nothing and this and so, game alone like yeah. this is this is the epitome when i say like i want a stylized art style looking game bro the the aesthetics of little big planet like the crafts and like the cut yes it's so it's creative all, it's like blended into like a mario 3d world you know what i mean yes but <sighs> just transfer mario with Sackboy, boy and i'm literally this question I've always questioned, like, who is Sackboy? Like, what's so important about him? And seeing this trailer, I was like, oh, now I know why he's like PlayStation's, like, uh, one of his, one of their mascots. You know? Yeah, because he's oh, the games are so good. Ah! I'm gonna scream. It's like gonna... it's just a cool co-op game. You know? <sighs> the, see, it would it would take my number one mm. spot, even though Kenna has it. But I've played a little bit playing a game before, so it's not like it's not like a new concept it's like an old friend that came back that you haven't seen in a while and is now like super sexy but i feel like like as you said the little big planet series it's i feel like this is just a different thing like it's just a, an emphasis on not little big planet not content creation but it's just sack boy in this mario 3d-esque world just jumping around completing levels with co-op you know yes but and just that's, in but because it's already in an established universe, like it's not, yeah. it's new, it's new, yeah. but this but is the first time, 
this is yeah, this isn't the first time I've seen Sackboy. We're like yeah, kind of Bridge of Spirits. That's the first time I'm seeing that. I'm like, oh, and so that's Ember the only- Lab dive into video game development. Like, come on now, yeah. yeah. So that's 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 just the reason why it takes that. It takes the edge for me, for sure. I'll give a shout out to that weird game where there's like fruits and you literally just like vegetables Bug and burgers. Yeah, <laughs> what? Bro, I loved that. I loved that so much. I was cracking up. Yeah, and me too. Was, and if it was like one of PlayStation's like monthly free games, I would download it. But I don't think I would buy this. <laughs> Bro, it's. Do you know what Octodad is? Yeah, I know what Octodad is. Yeah, so they're the makers of that, and this is such like a different like idea in like just i don't need to play a game ass. where i eat i do that already that's that's this my life outside weird. of games yeah and like <laughs> the the song was amazing like the theme song they were just talking about like what you were gonna do in the song like box snacks i don't know it was just lit it looks like, good it's just... good vibes it's coming out this year too Maybe I'm, oh, I'm yeah. probably just I'm probably just judging it too hard, but like, like I f- I felt like it was about to be like some Animal Crossing type shit mixed with snacks that are looked at as like caterpillars and bugs and shit. It seems like, uh, Animal Crossing. If Animal Crossing was made by like Adult Swim or something. Yeah, exactly. That's why I'm so like interested in it. But, like <laughs> I don't know, I don't know yet. But shout out to Bug Snacks for real. Yeah. I don't think I'd buy it, but that's also like a game I'm looking forward to like seeing released and like yeah be, be responded to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, one game that fucking blew me away, bro, is Deathloop. Which one was Deathloop? Do you remember Deathloop? It was this first-person shooter. They were the makers of Dishonored. Oh, and just the just like the powers that this dude had he was just throwing people back and forth just shooting heads i was like bro this gameplay looks off the charts like damn i haven't seen a first person shooter look like that ever <clears throat> what do you think of it <clears throat> you ready for <laughs> another steamy take yeah i saw it and i honestly didn't care for it i mean explain it's just like that's the thing. It's a, that's sort of my problem. With, like cinematics, like how far can cinematics go? Like it looks kind of fun and silly, right? It does I look silly, like the world. Yeah, and like that's usually what I like. But I, something about it just seemed like I don't know. It feels like a very kind of like Nuke Dukem esque, like ish. Yeah, like, it kind of does. Kind of like you know. The, <laughs> badass kind of guy and like this you know i don't know how to, i don't know how to describe it i just wasn't no nah, it's just, cool if you weren't feeling it yeah i feel I you wasn't feeling it but i'm i will be open to it as more as we get further information see the thing is with me that's this is why i liked it was because i recently played dishonored and dishonored 2 uh, for the first time and those games are so fucking good they're like immersive sim games that are mixed with stealth and first person yeah like shooter com- combat and i feel like death loop just takes away some of that like coolness of dishonored like that just that gritty yeah realistic know, gritty not even realistic cuz it's really stylish and cartoony when you think about it i mean like, like realistic in the sense of like 
where it, it's like a it's serious versus this yeah this yeah 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 that's true it was very serious and dark but this one's like all giddy and like fun but i was really focused on like the powers and the gameplay and when they were showing that i was splurging bro like i was i've never been that hard in my life and i don't even know why i don't even like first person shooters like that this one got me hyped so like as like I've been rewatching what you're talking and like as I see it, it's like I wonder if like are you gonna be able to just do those things freely? Or are those are those like you know quick time events in like the the main storyline in the game or something? You know? No, no, they're not quick time events. But the thing is with me, like they're definitely gonna restrict your powers. Like you're definitely gonna have to like regain that ability to like do those powers. Yeah. With Dishonored, like there was this, it's kind of like a health bar. But, like, it goes down as you do, like, certain powers. Uh-huh. So, I feel like that's what's about to do happen with this game. But I hope you could freely just do that. I don't know. I'm excited, though. You know what? You've, you've, you've softened me. Uh, I'll keep it for this. Yeah. Yeah. It looks dope, bro. And then like, I don't, I, don't, I don't really care about the world and all that. I just really like the gameplay. You just want to throw someone through a portal, go back in time, yeah. and then the loop, and then slam him in the ceiling, and he's hanging from yeah. the ceiling. He's hanging from the ceiling fan <laughs> by his toes, and you're slapping him like the hiltier guns. Yes. Okay, my last, my last big game that like I cared for. Mm-hmm. Not to say that the other ones aren't good, yeah. and you know, no shade to Horizon Zero Dawn, but the last great game I saw was Resident Evil Eight. Explain was- because because bro, I I jumped into seven. And I shit my pants. No cap. I actually shit my pants during the game. I I was that's, I that's, quit. It was too scary. That's why. That's why I like it. This game looks crazy. Yeah. It I had just a family friend come over with her PlayStation VR, and I mm-hmm. played Resident Evil Seven. Oh, I was like screaming, crying, like running around the car, making sure the guy wasn't. Ah. Oh, How far did awful. you get in that? Not very far at all. Oh. Okay. Okay. Because. And, and and if I were to replay it, like without Bro, VR, when you when you get further in the game and progress, like it gets scarier and scarier, bro. Well, that's that's like, the thing. I don't, that's the thing. I'm too scared. I'm, I'm a scaredy cat. Yeah, I can't. I'm not I can't gonna. Do I'm, it. Not, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. Have I played the game Resident Evil Seven in its entirety? No. Did I watch the entirety of someone's walkthrough on YouTube? <laughs> Did I love it? Hell yeah! No, nah, that's, so that's 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 legit. Like, that's valid. I can't, can't wait to look at the Resident Evil 8 walkthrough and be like, nah, oh, that's... <laughs> I'll totally play this game while I'm playing Sackboy because, you know, I'm too scared <laughs> I'm too scared to download Resident yeah. Evil 8. That's me too, bro. Have you, have you played Remake 2? No. I really want to jump into that because I heard really great things about that. Not so much the third remake, but Remake 2 looks really good. And it's, it's not really... so scary. I feel like Resident Evil is a little action horror, but the only like horror horror game yeah, yeah. I've been I've been missing. Imagine if they released like a Silent Hills, like the remember the Silent Hills PT, the playable trailer. Bro, they they've been having. There's been a lot of rumors lately that's that Silent. There's another Silent Hill game in development somewhere. Imagine, because I think that's what Death Stranding was gonna be. Well, obviously Bro. not like before we came Death Stranding, but remember Norman Reedus was the. Bro, the main, was the actor in uh, Silent Hills PT. That whole shit was such a kerfuffle with yeah. Konami and Hideo uh-huh. Kojima. 
And I I want a documentary about what happened there. I really do. Yep. Because Konami is like treating their developers like locking them in their fucking locking them in their rooms and like not letting them take breaks and shit. Like I want to yeah. know what the fuck happened. Like this is some real shit like that's going and, on in our uh, industry that we the, don't even know about. Yeah, I I mean the that's what part of the Last of Us Two leakers claimed it was like a disgruntled of Naughty Dog. There was employee. a lot. Of, there was a lot of crunch. Yeah, and when you're making a game of that caliber and of that quality, there has to be, there has to be a little bit of that. Oh, and I bet for sure there is that the workers don't mind. I I guarantee you, if you're working on a game, it's not, it's not yeah. a nine to it's not a nine to five to you. It's a oh it's a passion no, it's project. a passion. Yeah, it's a passionate thing that you want to make the best quality of. But uh, with with PT and Silent Hills, like imagine if Konami treated Hideo Kojima differently. Like we could have <sighs> saw that game to its fullest. I'm gonna cry. You know what I mean? And I and I missed and I missed the the cut to get pt dude me too I didn't ha- like I didn't imagine having that on your ps4 oh my god like those you- those you can't get it anymore which is such a crazy thing let me just say let me just say. if i had sun hills pt on my <laughs> playstation every pair of underwear would have fucking shit stain in it <laughs> i would just be playing that game screaming crying like nonstop. can you still play it, it if you have it yeah Fuck! <laughs> You're gonna go. On. I need. I need to find someone who has that because I've never. Bit. I've. I've seen little snippets, but I haven't seen I, the full I, playthrough I of it. I bet you it's on eBay. Yeah, but you're gonna have to buy the PS4. Hey, something. You know you what I mean? You, sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do. Nah, I just want. <laughs> I just. I just want to see someone who has it. And be like, yo, let me. Let me play that shit. <laughs> um, any other games that stood out? I mean, you said the last one was, uh, what is it called? Resident Evil 8. But I, I felt like I just looked past that game because I'm too too much of a bitch. I, I mean, I am, and I'm probably, like, the world's... I'm, I'm up there for, like, world's biggest ones, like... But you made a I'm, great point, like, looking looking at gameplays and, like, Twitch streams and shit like that. I'm definitely going to look at that for Resident and, Evil 8. And that's one thing that made me think of with the PlayStation 5. You can stream on PlayStation 4. Yeah, so the ways to connect to Twitch and YouTube, and you can stream. I want to see. I want to see that software going to be better. Yeah, is that going to be better? Because the the one that you, they have is super bare bones, really bad. It's really it's bad. really shitty. Yeah. Because <laughs> remember, I used to do that all the time. It's awful. Yeah. But bro, you see, with the PS4, the PS5 DualSense, they have this. You know how the PS4 has that share button, right? Yeah. I think with the PS5, it's like a create button, if I'm not oh. sure. I don't know, but it's just, I think they're expanding on that. Imagine a like an editing software. You could take your clips, like an actual editing software, not just exactly, cutting bro. a clip. Just some real, like, I don't know, streamer shit. Like, that would, that yeah, would be that great would, to see. That would be worth towards the, I already, we already know it's going to be expensive price point of the PlayStation 5. Yeah. It would be worth it though if if that capability and that technology was built into the controller and the system. Yeah, that would be sick. And I guess that's I think that's why uh ultimately this PlayStation 5 reveal fell short for me. The future gaming show, it's all about games. And games like yeah, they could, they, sure. can, 
the game the games can be revealed aside from the PlayStation, right? This wasn't this mm-hmm. wasn't a PlayStation Five reveal. It was a games on PlayStation Five reveal. You know, like the game, and I With and the I enjoy seeing at the end. Yeah, yeah, and even then, the hardware at the end was like, oh, nice look, a remote. And those <laughs> those those headphones, those headphones you used to have, yeah, they're way cooler now. I know, right? Like, fuck. And that's and that's it. But it didn't really show us like, you know, the controller can float and levitate, or if you put two fingers onto the touchpad, <laughs> it. It it opens like the home page or something, or you can have like some you know the touchpad's improved. You can have like directional inputs in games, for yeah. Like, I don't know, something just something of that nature. I think is more what I wanted to see with a PlayStation Five reveal. Nah, that's, that's that's valid, and I think that's that's just that's the only thing, but it's still a big thing for me to as to what it held me back from saying mm-hmm. this was amazing. This was amazing. Yeah, for sure. I I definitely agree that this wasn't perfect. But mm-hmm. I, it just impressed me because I we had no idea what was going on with the PS5 until now. Like That's we true. saw, we we read some articles with Wired and all that, but we had no idea. And this was just a blowout of the surface. It was the tip of the iceberg, but it was a nice tip. <laughs> it was just a tip. So it was good. I'm looking. I'm. I. I definitely. I think. I think that's. I probably maybe part of the design is that. You know they weren't. They're not going to show everything in the first one, and it's like silly days probably of me to expect that. But it did leave me wanting more, which, which I guess oh, it definitely is normal. Too. It's normal. Like I, w- I want to jump into the UI. I want to jump into like yeah the different type of I don't know like what you said about like what's going to differentiate PS4 from PS5. You know yeah like and how are still the settings going to be different? Yeah. How is the PlayStation Network going to be different? There's still a lot of questions regarding um, backwards compatibility too. Yeah, which I'm kind of scared about, and uh, I'm scared like, too because they they skipped a generation. PlayStation Three was backwards. PlayStation PlayStation Three was backwards compatible. I have PlayStation One games still that I used to play on my PlayStation. Oh 3. no, yeah, for and sure. PS Three was great with that. PlayStation Four just like they but just completely P- dropped it. It was all about digital, like PS Now, with an emphasis yeah. on that. I don't know, but like it. Let's say I want to buy Last of Us Two, like in mm-hmm. a week when it comes out. Yeah. And can I play that on PS Five? That's that's gonna be huge. That's gonna be. And we don't know yet. Yeah, and it might be locked for a while, so people still buy the console and the game again. Like maybe they have it like a software lock. Or that's something. what I'm scared of. That would be really but, bad. Uh, I think people would be yeah. willing to pay for a higher price point if they could play all their old games again. For sure. Like, we know it's going to be backwards compatible to an extent, though. We oh, don't and, know, like... And that could even just mean PS Now Plus, which is, like, a better PS exactly, Now. Exactly. Exactly, bro. You better start looking for some uh, PlayStation 4 emulators. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's that's tricky. I didn't even think about that. How the backwards go? Because they say backwards compatibility, and I'm thinking of what I experienced, which was PlayStation Three. Oh, PlayStation One disc. Let me just literally just put in the game. Oh, perfect, works. Exactly. PS Two, same thing. Mhm. I don't know, bro. I just want to give a little shout out to a a few other games before we before we talk about something else. Mm-hmm. But uh. There was this game called Little Devil Inside, yeah, which, which really blew me away because 
I had no idea what this game was until we saw it in this event. And the, there was like this cartoony art style, which was really beautiful and like really sleek and like just, I don't know, it was really nice. And the, the gameplay looked really cinematic. There was crazy looking creatures. Like there was there was this point where this dude was fucking riding on sand penguins, like on a dune. I like the, the when he was fighting the like werewolf thing at night with the sword and shield. That looks sick. Yeah, yeah, that was lit. That game was cool. Another one that I wanted to throw out there, uh, Solar Ash. This was a game developed by the guys who made Hyper Light Drifter, which oh. is a great game that you should play on PS4. And uh, I think it's on Switch. I'm not sure. But yeah, that game's a lot like Link to the Past, but like just very ominous and like weird with an emphasis on combat but solar ash looks so creepy and beautiful like it's a big departure from hyper light drifter because it's now 3d and this girl's got like skates on her feet so she's gliding everywhere then the music was amazing the world looks so unique and original i don't know that game just looks cool but i want to see more of that i'll give the ad too i'm looking at the trailer right now that's really good I like yeah it looked really impressive to me it looks almost like and a nintendo game right like the how so just like this is the type of sort of cartoony look you would expect like you expect from nintendo and no that's, yeah I totally and, that's, agree and, that, with that. and that's loved and like it's loved so i imagine back, this is this is only gonna have good things to say about it yeah going back to the developers they 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 made the game before hyper light drifter it was really it was really based on Link to the Past, as I was saying. I feel like you would love that game, Luke. You should really try it out. Let me check this out. Hyper, Hyper Light, Light Drifter. Drifter. It looks really dope. Mm. It's like a top-down, really fast, arcade type of like dungeon crawler type Zelda game. It's really dope. Oh. And yeah. then this is the first 3D one? This is going to be the Ocarina of Time? Yeah, that's what of, I'm saying. Uh, like, it's a machine. big departure. This is okay. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, there were a lot of other games that um, I didn't really have much to say about the rest of them. I mean, Horizon Forbidden West, like it's new Horizon, new robot animals. I just I just played and finished Horizon for the first time really mm-hmm. recently, and I felt it was all right. It was a good game. It was it was great actually, but there was a lot of shit that I didn't like in it, like the. Uh, like the story was kind of stupid. The it was so unbelievable. Like, just the stakes were too high. Like, yeah. Like the fantasy elements were really out there and like not what I wanted. the The gameplay is fire though. The combat is what I really love about it. But there's a lot of facial and technical like restrictions from the PS4. So I'm excited what they upgrade and elevate with the ps5 that's what that's one that's one game i'm excited to see what they innovate with that's true and i feel like the trailer was more of like a sneak peek like we didn't really yeah it was a cinematic trailer yeah we didn't really get to see what was new yeah and i feel like that's that's a ways off maybe 2022 2021 but uh yeah there were like i said in the original like there was a lot of facial animations that were like really wonky they look like mass effect andromeda do you know that game oh yeah they looked so shitty at some points but yeah there's a lot of other games um 
there was one game that was really that really jumped out for me at least was Project Ooh. Athia. Okay. So this go game on, was on. so this game's a new uh a new Square Enix IP, which okay. I love new IP. I love new ideas, and I really and I really felt like that was something that wasn't missing in this conference. I mean, yeah, they they made sequels on Horizon, you know, Sackboy, Spider Man, Ratchet, but they also had really cool indies and yeah. you know Project Athia that was that stood out for me. And this is an exclusive for PS5. What about it specifically? So the gameplay and the snippets, it really looked like Final Fantasy. It like reminiscent of Final Fantasy, but like just the gameplay and the world itself, like the creatures were so like the scale was up to like 10. Like mm. it was everything was as big, the magical powers and all that. Yeah. I just re- I just and there's this dude I look up to. He's a like he's one of my inspirations. He's a he was the writer for Star Wars Rogue One. Uh-huh. Uh Gary Witta. And he's in the games he was in the games industry for a while, but he's out of that now. He I mean he talks about it a little bit, but he's writing the story with in part of Project Athia with a bunch of his friends. Oh. And I feel like if he's do if he's handling some of that, I feel you know, like the story's about to be fire. Yeah. Okay. So I'm excited. I'm excited see, to see that. I didn't know that, so that changed. That also changes for me too. That makes it yeah. more interesting. But I feel like we'll see that game in like 2025. Because <laughs> uh, oh, we not. only saw a little snippet, and it's called Project Athia, so they don't even have a working title. You know, I think Project Athia could be a cool working title. I like it. No, it, I definitely do too. But I don't feel like that's the title they're going for. Yeah, I get. It. I, we'll have to see. We'll have to see. Yeah. So. In this conference, do you feel like there were enough first-party studio exclusives shown? Oh, more than enough. I agree. I feel like there will never be a lack of first-party stuff. And that, With Sony, at least. Yeah, and indies should always be champions first. Yeah, and I was excited to see that at the start. Like, when they introduced PS4, they really, like like held on to indie's hands and just like put them at the forefront yeah and that's what that's what i was because they didn't have a lot of new and innovative games at the beginning they had infamous mm-hmm. second son they had kill zone shadowfall but that was yeah. about it they had house marks game Resogun, which was which was really cool for ps4's launch but that was an indie as well until they bought house mark and now they're now they're doing really great stuff with returnal yeah but uh I don't know. It just looked like they were still, they were still highlighting and showcasing indies. And one thing with the conference that really blew me away was every single game got the same amount of, the same amount of. I don't know, like like screen time. You mean? Yeah, not even screen time, but like they got the same amount of like. Hmm, I'm not sure how to say this. It was just like each game was on the level of the one before it. Like, there was not a game that was overshadowing the rest. Like, yeah, Spider-Man and all that. But, like, it was pretty short. And then they just moved on to the next game. And they never just went like, oh, here's this game. Bye. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah, each game got enough time to... They always, like, hyped it up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I get that. And that's good, too, because it's nice to see the indies up there with the first party because 
no matter what, when any game developer or like you know Xbox, Nintendo, Sony releases a first party, they're always gonna push it. They're always gonna push it, mm-hmm. even if it's bad. And that's why you yeah. still hear about you know Yoshi's Crafted World or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the first parties will never not have love to give, but the indies, they're 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 more or less in some ways on their own. So it's nice to see them be the forefront, and nice sure. to see sort of Sony being like, these are our first party games, including indie. Like they're not they're not any less. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah, these, these are going to be the main games you're playing. Uh huh. So it's not. I like. I enjoy seeing that. Yeah, me too. I definitely agree with that statement. So when the event was in closing, I think Jim Ryan said this, but there was someone who said, we believe in generational transitions. So meaning like PS1, PS2, PS3, PS4. And Xbox is trying to unify the generations, you know what I mean? With Series X, they're not really taking a stance on Xbox 2 or Xbox 720 or like, you know what I mean? It's just a series. It's like, it's more akin to like iPhone. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like iPhone SE, iPhone 10 Plus, or... That's not know. necessarily like a complete upgrade from the previous one. Yeah. It might, so, it might just have different features or something. So which style do you prefer more? Do you like the generational leap, or do you like easing the customer into like Series X, for example? Hmm. I think the general... It's a difficult I, question. You know what? I think I, think I would because go with this the, is, the series style. I think it's uh, Why? in some ways fair to the consumer who's not always ready to drop, you know, half of a thousand dollars or not even because you hit games, accessories close to like a thousand, you know, 700 to a thousand dollars, you know, every five years or so for the, a new games, a console, it's a new, new set of games. I think it would be better to have this, you know, uh, a set of things where you want, you want more accessibility to people to play, not even you know you can't afford the xbox Series x titan edition that has you know (laughs) rotating pistons and can you know put out a fire but you can get the xbox Series x mini which is smaller you know maybe less graphical input or something but it can it's it's a more affordable oh bro there's and i I totally agree with those that sentiment and going going with what you just said there's this uh there's this leaked like lockhart version of the new xbox that's gonna be like a way like less less demanding like budget platform that just allows someone to just jump into series x titles at a fraction of the cost and that's and that's you know what i mean that's really what it should be towards too because you think of innovation and you think of technology but Mm -hmm. innovation is also how can we make this more accessible that's what, that's what i feel like just limited to technology it's how how do we also interact with the people behind who's gonna the people behind our audience yeah xbox is definitely at the forefront of that for sure mm-hmm. with accessibility with allowing because they've been selling some of their exclusives on switch and like they want to put shit some of their shit on ps5 like they don't care if you buy an xbox anymore they're microsoft you know they're yeah. more of like a PC slash console space, but they want everyone to play their games. They don't care if you buy an Xbox anymore. It's not about the console numbers. It's about 
who's playing Halo, who's playing Cuphead or whatever, you know? Yep. Who's buying their games. And especially with Xbox Game Pass, like that deal is so fire. And that's that's I love that. I love that. It's it's so good. I think while we get into a place where game consoles get more futuristic, they should also be looking forward to be more accessible. Yeah. Which I don't think we really see from Sony. So it's uh, like I'll be expecting aside from more games, more you know developments on the PlayStation 5's tech and innovations technologically. I want to see how are they also innovating for the consumer. Nah, I definitely agree with that. I mean, there's there's this voice in the back of my head that's always because this is a new idea for games for the game industry. Mm-hmm. As as we all know, the games industry is in its infancy state. But it's it's excelled and evolved exponentially throughout the years. And this is a new idea for us. Like this generational leap is so different from the rest of them because of how Xbox is going at it, because of how PC is such like a big space. It's such a titan. It can't even it's like it's like it feels untouched. Yeah. Like console games are us are a portion of what games are now i mean even talking about mobile like that's that's a place where people could play games now too like our fucking phones and our ipads our tablets are like more powerful yeah. than anything you could have ever imagined like 10 years ago no that's they have the hard point yeah and so with console games like yeah sure we have the ps5 and we have these exclusive games but talking about cross-platform, which is a bigger thing that's happening, Ooh, mm-hmm. and I feel like it's about to be bigger as the generation comes, like, I feel like that's the future of games. You know what I mean? Like, exclusives are, yes, yes, they, they, you need them to sell your console because no one else could play them. No one else could buy Mario. No one else could buy Zelda unless you get a Switch. Yeah, that's true. No one else could get Last of Us or Uncharted or God of War or Horizon or Spider-Man unless you get a PS5. But Xbox is saying, fuck all that. Yeah, you can't play Halo or here and there, but maybe you can in a year or two, you know? And I feel like just the accessibility, like you were saying, it's so important to just have everyone like being able to play that. And I think that's going to work out for them better in the long run. Yeah. Yeah, because there's this pendulum swing. Every every other generation, you see Xbox came in with PS2 and GameCube, right? Mhm. There that was their first that was their first foray into the gaming console industry, at least. They helped with the Dreamcast and Sega and all that, but they definitely jumped off of that ship and made their own wave. And they they didn't they didn't sell as much as they definitely wanted to, but they they had a little impact. They were the first to have online gaming. Yeah, that's... and and then next generation, you had the Wii, which outsold everything, but which was so different and yeah. so it was it was so accessible. And grandmas wanted to play fucking Wii bowling, uh-huh. but looking past Nintendo because I don't feel like Nintendo is a part of that. I feel like they're doing their own thing, just going and with I the think... Nintendo. And I think that's what Xbox is trying to do. They're trying to find yeah. their own niche in the market. They know Sony's the exclusive cinematic guy. They know Nintendo's the timeless gameplay that everyone yeah. all ages will love. And it's it's never going to go. 
So yeah. I thought, like, what what role do we fill? And I think they're going to go for sort of the the Google Stadia. And I think that should be the their streaming platform. Yeah. They want to be the one where you can play all the games. You can play every game. Yeah. And going back to what I was saying, talking about the pendulum swing, we take we take Nintendo out of the out of the conversation because they're doing their own thing. They're mm-hmm. selling everything. The uh, Wii sold so many copies. Going to <laughs> PS3 and Xbox 360, Xbox sold PS3 out because PS3 their launch was six hundred dollars. They told they told the consumers to get two jobs. Imagine to buy this console. dollars for a PS3. Could not be. Not the Xbox 360. I don't know what the price was at launch, but they they blew PS3 out of the water mm-hmm. until PS3 eventually crawled back into uh, selling like eighty something million. The Xbox 360 was up there. They were like the Xbox Live. Like 360 was huge. Yeah. And now going to PS4 and Switch and Xbox One. Uh oh. Xbox One fumbled the bag immediately talking about this isn't a gaming station. This is Connect. This is an entertainment. You could watch your movies here and you could also play games. PS4 said, fuck all of that. We got exclusives. Look at these indies. Look at these cool games, games, games. Yep. The Wii U, yeah, it fucked up. We're not going to talk about that. But then oh. Switch comes out with the fucking console handheld hybrid. Such oh, an original idea. Doing doing themselves like they're chilling in the corner just like making fucking like spaceships that are flying into space while the others are like battling out on like <laughs> with Earth, like you know what I mean? Like swords and axes and shit. Yeah, exactly. So PS4, now they have over a hundred million, like one of the best consoles, one of the best sold consoles ever. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to see what happens this generation. Because that I always pendulum think, swing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think this will be the end of the console wars. And this is when each one is going to really cement themselves in their own sort of a niche. And why yeah. it would work best for them. And from them on, it's not That's... because it's not because Xbox is better than PlayStation 4. You get a PlayStation, you'll be buying PlayStation 4 because you want to play exclusives. And then yeah, you'll be yeah. buying Xbox if you just want to play a bunch of games. And then you'll be buying Nintendo if you just want to play all the games. Yeah, like, I definitely agree with that. And speaking of Series X, like, that looks like a PC. Mm-hmm. That box. That box mm-hmm. is just a tower with an Xbox logo on it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes, it looks I like a know. PC tower. It's. <sighs> Don't even get me started on how it looks. What do you think, bro? Because we this is about PS Five, but like as we were talking before, like this is a whole generation. Yeah, we gotta we gotta mention it. It it, I think I like how the CD uh, drive or whatever the disc drive that it's there. It's just like a slit in the box. I love that. I like it. I like how kind of low profile it is, but also just hate the fact that it's a just a big box. Yeah, it's it's really wide and like thick. Like what it, what it, if it was long and slim, like I wouldn't have a problem with that. But there's this there's this thing that's going on. The switch is really small. It's really accessible. It's really compact. You could take it wherever you want. You could put it back on the dock. Mm-hmm. But PS5 and Xbox Series X, they're big fucking boxes. 
it's like, like if you look at PS5 compared to the PS4, it's like, damn, bro, this it's shit's ridiculous. big. This they're shit's like, big. They're like, Jim Ryan comes out from his cave and he's like, we know you didn't ask for this, but we made the PS5 60 pounds heavier to show our power in the gen- console console wars. Yeah, they're they're literally just flopping their big ass <laughs> cocks on the table while Nintendo's just. It's like not about the, the size. Back. Yeah, it's not about the size. It's the most. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Don't even get me started on Nintendo. Don't even get me started on Nintendo. Let's talk about it for a little bit. How um, how impressed are you with Switch? Love it. Absolutely love it. It's amazing. Bro, it can it can only get better. I don't I don't feel like Nintendo's ever been this great. Like this I, is the first I'm time I'm seeing I don't Nintendo. Even... I don't yeah. even think they missed the mark with the Wii U. The Wii U was bad. I think marketing. I feel like marketing I feel failed, like, but the Wii U. Was yeah, yeah, super for cool. sure. The marketing it had was... some. And it had some of the best games. The virtual consoles better than the Switches is. Yeah, for sure. That I think that's the one thing that not one thing, but that's definitely a problem with the Switch, in my opinion. The virtual console, the absence of it. I guess they just, saying, they just really don't want people to have you know. They're a business at the end of the day. They yeah. like money. And they wanna they wanna rinse every single coin out of your pocket <laughs> with their old system, with their old they, consoles. Because they, they know you're have. gonna buy it. Yeah, they do know. They know Nintendo fans are crazy about Link to the Past, Super Mario 64, Ocarina of Time. I could keep going for hours, bro. And they they they're gonna sell each game at like a price. It's gonna be sixty. Even though you bought Melee in two thousand one, it's gonna be. How do you how do you feel about this rumor about the Mario collection? I am waiting for it, and I, I just let me just speak to how like powerful Nintendo is. Though mm. we're in we're in the middle of the revelation of the of the you know we're just getting the the taste just a just a sense just a smell just a sniff of this new console generation generational war. And Nintendo says we're not doing it. We're just keeping the Switch platform for a while. We'll make updates to it here and there, but they're they're doing the kind of what I want, like the series thing. They're gonna have the light. They're gonna have the Switch. Maybe they'll have like a Switch Two Pro or something. But like it's all gonna be that family. And while and while Xbox and Sony are having this pissing contest on like mm-hmm. who's gonna like like watch me release this flexing their muscles, mm-hmm. all Nintendo does is go new Paper Mario. Here you go. And then people are foaming at the mouth, and they already forgot about and they already forgot about. The PlayStation Five and the Xbox Series. Uh, I might need Origami King, bro. <laughs> I might need that. It because looks amazing. It looks amazing. The thing about the Switch and the titles and the exclusives that Nintendo brings to the table, sure, sure it's, a, sure, it's the same game every every generation. But bro, Nintendo's been looking at each exclusive that they have and like what what makes this title good? What makes this Nintendo, you know? And they just mm-hmm. innovate and say, "All right, this is the best it could be." It's it looks so Going good. Going back Zelda Breath of the Wild. Such an innovative game. Everyone was um coming at the bosses of Origami King. I absolutely love them. I need to see it, and it's. I'm not. I'm not gonna spoil it for you. Yeah, you can go watch but, it, and then you know we can we can talk about Nintendo another time. Yeah, for sure, we sh- we should. But speaking on Paper Mario, like I never even 
I never even pursued that series before. Yeah, I played the original a little bit, and I liked it for what I played, but I hear Thousand, Thousand Year Door on the GameCube is really good. Mm-hmm. But but looking at Origami King, I'm like, like listening to fans who are really passionate about the series, like this is everything that's good about Paper Mario, like made into one. And I yeah, feel like that's just that's just encapsulating every exclusive that Nintendo's making for the Switch. My friend, I was like, I was talking to her, I was like, hey, are you gonna get a game? She's like, no, I'm waiting for Paper Mario. Like they're they they're like they saw the trailer once. And they're Facts. like, this is it. We don't need, we don't need anything else. We're just we can wait. No, that's a fact. And then now just imagine if 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 we get this Mario remastered bundles. Oh my <sighs> god, bro. <sighs> I've never played Mario 64 like I have here and there, but I've never beaten it to completion. Like I've never dived into that game, and I want to so bad. It's so good. I'm Sunshine. I'm playing one an of my emulator. Games ever. I have the the emulator for it to touch it again, and like it's just it's so fun, and I can't wait to see. Just, I just want yeah like, the graphical capabilities. It's the, it's the same way how like now I need to save money to get a Wii U because. I need to have Wind Waker HD. I played. Oh, I played bro! Wind- don't do that. Don't do that. Play on my Wii U. I'm not letting <laughs> you buy a Wii U. I need to own it. I need to own Wind Waker. You don't understand. Bro, this is the we- thing. I hope. I hope. We can I talk hope- about my Zelda addiction later. But it's just Nintendo does so great <laughs> at fixing the things in the remasters. Oh. Yeah, the remasters are definitely different than other. And there's and there's a funny there's a funny argument versus Final Fantasy VII remake or the Ocarina of, of Time 3D remake that I think came out in either 2011 or 2013 on the 3DS. Yeah, and they're saying which one is a better. I was remake. a fan of that. And and and, and like, oh, the, the, you the, can't compare the two. Well, here's the thing: you would you would think you, you would, can't. Com- well, here's the thing: you would think that Final Fantasy VII remake would just blow it out the water because you're just looking at the graphical input, right? But no. But like. The story, the story's different from the get go. Sure. The story, the, the sure. story's different. Final Fantasy, you have Final Fantasy Seven remake on 3DS. Yes, and all Nintendo did for the Ocarina of Time remake, they said, "We're not changing anything. We're taking what was good about the game, and we're just making this. We're gonna best, make it a little bit prettier. Best, yeah, the, this will be the the best way <laughs> for you to play the game. You won't have to buy that. that remake was really 64. special. It's it's perfect. It's the best way to play Ocarina of Time." Same with Majora's Mask. I, I I have a little bit of issue with Majora's Mask actually, but that, I've never but played it. But there's a lot to take into account it? for that. So there's there's certain mechanics in the game that in the original were better than in the remake. However, A.G. Alnuma, who was the director of the original one, he Shout really out to Alnuma. He really didn't like Majora's Mask, so he already yeah, had a bias. I heard that. So I'm assuming in the remake, he's like, these things he didn't like before, which ended up being really good mechanical like gameplay mechanics. Oh, he switched he, it up a little bit. Yeah, and it, and then it's not as fun in the in the remake. Mm. But but Ocarina of Time is 3D is the definitive way to play. And then you yeah. go to you look at Final Fantasy VII remake, you're like, this is sick. Cloud, sexy. Tifa, sexy. Bear, everything, everyone's sexy, sexy bro. <laughs> sexy and it's like and it's like yeah but then it's like oh wait this is a different game 
this is Final Fantasy VII Remake. And, like, sure, the there's, like, there's even variations, but even the story is close enough as for the Midgar section, but it's not the full Final Fantasy VII game. This is, like, this is like six hours of the original Final Fantasy VII game stretched out to, and like, 30. 80. Like, 80 even. I'm doing, like, every side quest. Jesus I'm taking my Christ, time. Bro. I'm going to all the shops. I'm, like, selling my <laughs> materia. Like, it's nuts. Are you streaming today? Uh, yeah, probably. Oh, no, 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 well, we are for sure. We are for sure. 9 p.m. All right, bet. Well, well, that about wraps it up with the PS5 reveal event. Mm-hmm. That was fun, bro. I had a great time. If you ever want me back, before we're going to talk about Nintendo, Zelda lore, just any lore, to. any lore in general, I will read up on it. I am a disgusting <laughs> slut for lore. I will read up on it. I will do the research. I'll be ready with the arguments and the facts and the questions. You're the lore man. I'm the game dude. <laughs> yeah so so before we go you got anything to plug bro anything to plug the only thing i have to plug is my twitch twitch tv slash tippy t-i-p-p-y-l-i-n-i and i usually stream you heard it most weekdays at 9 p.m and it's really just a stream? fun time to hang out uh right now i'm doing a casual breath of wild run we're gonna do the trial of the master sword tonight i have my final fantasy VII, final fantasy 7 remake that we need to finish and then we have we're gonna start yeah. link a link to the past like it, it's 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 Let's just sort of the games I'm most passionate about and I'm also like facts I'm really involved in my chat I love to discuss well you heard it I'm gonna be there you better be too all right if you don't you know you missed the discount for my OnlyFans oh shit. <laughs> this has been Gamer Goys a gaming podcast episode one hope you guys enjoyed it peace.